Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, September 15th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hanson alongside Joe Stanton, ready to break down the Thursday night football game in week two, Giants and the Washington football team. Joe, what a crazy week one. How are you feeling? Week one was full, full of exciting games, especially the Thursday night and Monday night football game. Probably to my favorites. I don't I don't know if this Thursday night football game is going to live up to those expectations. Hopefully it will. But um, you know I'm a Broncos fan. We got the win. I'm feeling great. I'm loving it. How about you? Yeah, you I mean you know that's that's true. You what you said about the Thursday night game being just so memorable, and then not really thinking either of the other primetime games would would live up to it. But then Monday night, man, that overtime game with Raiders and Ravens, and you know it was perfect example of the roller coaster of DFS where we had the. 15x return on our hybrid lineup in overtime with the Ravens when they had the ball and then Lamar fumbles and yeah. you know it all disappears and it becomes just a small victory night but you know the thing I love here is that I was only week one we've got 17 weeks and now we've got a lot of data and a lot of visuals to play off of here to put out some great lineups in week two and like you said your Broncos that's your team you watch them here against the Giants yeah. And I've had a chance to go back and watch both these games on tape. So I'm excited to break down this this Thursday night game. Like you said, it's not probably going to be a high-scoring, exciting game like some of these other ones. The total right now is 40.5, Washington favored by three. But I think our prep has us ready to put some good lineups together. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I watched these Giants um, get kind of clobbered by my Broncos. <laughs> this last week. I'll say clobbered, sure. Yeah, sure, um, why not? Yeah, um, I mean, as far as as far as the game looked, it wasn't exciting for the Giants until the fourth quarter. Um, and going into this week, I mean, you had Saquon Barkley taking about forty eight percent of the snaps last week, had about ten touches, ten carries, didn't get much work in. Um, and even after the game, he he quoted to the media, he said, you know, it's it, it's not ideal for a schedule to line up this way for someone coming back from a from a major injury and have a game back-to-back in five days. He said, it is what it is. That's what he said, which isn't encouraging yeah. for no. him to come out and get more more snaps and more runs. I mean, you want someone coming back from injury to have that consistent play out there. So it's not like he's not going to touch the field. But, man, it, it, it's such a tight turnaround for someone who hasn't gotten much work in and is coming back from that big injury. He didn't look like the Saquon in that Broncos game. I'm sure they're probably more targeting a week three where you have that really long break between the Thursday night football game um, and then and then that week three Sunday game for the Giants. Maybe that's that's his big big return, but I don't know about this one. Um, and then of course you have Booker backing him up. Um, didn't really he was quiet as well in that game. He didn't. I think he only got a couple carries himself. Um, so as of right now, I'm not too excited about the New York Giants running game. Um, just in the timing of everything. What what do you think? Yeah, I'm not either. It's a, it's a great point, the short turnaround here. This is Thursday. This is the short week that's really tough on running backs, especially coming back from injury. And this reminded me of last year, and it just stuck with me how the Giants actually were very conservative on the Thursday night game. So I went back and looked at the stats, and the, the time they had that Sunday-Thursday turnaround, Devontae Freeman had – 18 carries in that Sunday game. And then that Thursday, he only had three. And they flipped wow. the, the script. They gave Gallman the lead with 10 carries. And it you know, just goes to show you the NFL with running backs. Those two running backs aren't on this team anymore. But <laughs> Joe Judge is still there. 
And I right. expect him to be conservative, you know, first of all, because it's a Thursday, second of all, because it's Barkley. I don't think he's going to get monster touches again. I think I'd, I'd rather pay for Booker if I'm going to pay for either of these running backs with the value uh, as a, you know, punt play. He got four carries, didn't get any receptions. They really didn't throw to the running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saquon had three targets, one catch. They didn't even attempt to pass to Booker. So, you know, you're probably not looking at big volume there, but, you know, he is a possible last guy in the lineup. But I'm ready to fade sure. Saquon entirely at his price. Are, are you as well? Yeah, it's tough to get to him at that price. Like you said, yeah. Booker's there for value, just if you're trying to squeeze in those top guys. But I don't think it's necessary. Um, it's not the worst worst play in the world, but, yeah, I'm kind of ready to fade this Giants running game. Uh, and as far as the passing game goes, um, like we said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a low scoring game, you know, forty and a half over under. Um, how it kind of looks right now is, I, I suspect the Washington football team is gonna be leading most of the game, and the Giants are gonna be coming from behind, looking to pass a lot. So you kind of look to Daniel Jones, which surprisingly enough, Andrew, he's four and zero versus Washington football team. That's solid. Yeah, he's yeah. probably his best record against anybody. Yeah, certain horses for certain races, and I guess Daniel Jones just likes playing that Washington football team. But I don't know if he's going to like him this year because um, that te- that defense looks pretty stout over there on the other side. Uh, they played a good Chargers team in week one. Um, yep. And right now, if you look at look at how it is, it says that Washington football team's defense is ranked 24th. They're a great defense. I, I fully expect them to land top five. Um, and as far as Daniel Jones goes, he's had 40 turnovers since 2019. I think that's the most since 2019. He fumbles, he throws interceptions. But if you're going to get to the Giants, you're going to get on their on their passing game. I don't know if it's going to be Daniel Jones. I might more or less go to taking one of the wide receivers for a big game. Um, but that's kind of my take on Daniel Jones here. I'm interested to see what you're thinking and you know who you might pair him up with or or take alone as a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean Herbert. You know, through for 337 against Washington. Like you said, that's the way to attack them. Um, Jones is very turnover prone. He was, you know, f- he was solid in that first week. He really got a boost from the, the rushing touchdown he had on the last play of the game. Sure. Made his fantasy numbers a lot better than they really were because, you know, your your Broncos were really putting hurting on the Giants there until the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Um but in this in this one game slate, I am willing to play to pay for Jones. Much rather pay for him than Saquon. Um, and I I would like to pair him up with at least one of his receivers. Shepard is the guy that I want to talk about the most because he ended up with the most targets, the most catches, the most yards. Went over 100 yards, got the touchdown. And I compare him to Keenan Allen. You know, Keenan Allen. Nine catches last week against Washington for 100. And working mostly out of the slot. Shepard's in there a lot. He will go outside as well. Uh, price tag is reasonable on both sites. Uh, but Galladay, I know, is is certainly an option worth considering. What do you think about Shepard versus Galladay here? I, I I love the point you made. I think Shepard is probably the guy that I like to target the most here. He has that chemistry with Daniel Jones as, as far as chemistry goes for Daniel Jones with his guys. Um, and God is the new the new kid on the block, and that was pretty apparent in last week. I, I think Galladay got one target in the first three quarters. Um, in that fourth quarter, in kind of garbage time, he got three more receptions um, and put him up about 64 yards. 
he even said in an interview afterwards, he goes, he goes, it's rusty chemistry. That's how he summed up the preseason. And he said, it's going to get there with time. He still thinks the New York Giants offense can be explosive, but it's clear that he's not absolutely comfortable with there yet. And maybe it, it goes both ways for Daniel Jones. All right, so I like Shepard. I think that's a great call. I think putting him in the slot where Keenan Allen did some damage, um, I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, he put up over 100 yards and a touchdown versus Denver with some really good cornerbacks um, and, and a good secondary. So I think Shepard's the play here. Um, I don't mind Galladay's matchup. You know, of course, you're looking at some price differentiations when you're building. If you get Galladay, I'm not upset. Now, if you get Slayton, I might be a little upset with you because I'm not, I'm not liking Slate in the in this one. Um, how PFF grades his uh, wide receiver cornerback matchups is the worst on the board across both teams um, as far as wide receivers goes. He was pretty quiet in the opener um, and, and probably not on on Slate. And, and furthermore, I don't think I'm really too high on Kyle Rudolph either in, in the tight end spot. Um, I don't know what your thought is on that, but I, I didn't see him too active out there. Um, you know, he's 31. Not to knock, not to knock on his age, because um, I wish I was playing NFL at 31. But man, um, didn't see a lot of action out of Kyle Rudolph. What do you think? Yeah, it was weird. I I did notice that he. It was like he wasn't really out there. He was right. a complete non-factor. He did end up with five targets and two catches, but not a promising week one for him with uh, Evan Ingram out. And Ingram is out again, so Rudolph should right. be the lead guy with targets. Caden Smith did play 48 percent of the snaps. Didn't get a target. Uh, so you could go there, uh, you know, to Rudolph. Um, not my favorite play. Jared Cook was solid against Washington here as a tight end last week, five for 56. But Cook, yeah. you know, seems to be strong and in good shape. And he looked better to me than Rudolph did. So uh, it's not a direct comparison that's 100% for me. But, uh, you know, Rudolph is playable at his price. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thirty-two hundred on DraftKings, only seven thousand on FanDuel. Not my favorite play, though, by by any stretch. Yeah, but if you have to get there, you know, he's yeah. you you know he's the lead guy. He, you know, it's not a split committee like like Tampa last week where we're fighting for who we want there, and Gronk gets two yeah. touchdowns. Pretty good. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um. So I, hey, Andrew, I think this is the perfect time to stop and tell our members a little bit about our memberships before we get into the other side of the bo- other side of the game. Uh, we're yeah. offering a full NFL DFS season pass. Um, you get us through the Super Bowl. You jump in our Discord, join the community. It's $350 as a value. It's our prior best deal that we ever pushed out there. You're not just getting NFL. You're getting MLB, NBA, the rest of PGA. Um, you're getting it all for a great value at that. Um, we also offer a three-day pass if you're just looking to try us for the weekend. See the winnings just for yourself to confirm you're making the right decision to hop in. Um, or you do a five-day pass uh, for $19, and that gets you this Thursday through Monday for the NFL. You get us for one week of the season. We've already had multiple people do that, um, and they've stuck around, um, and it's, it's just absolutely great. Um, I don't know if there's anything I'm, anything I missed there. We're always doing giveaways on our social media. You can you can follow us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. We actually just gave away um, that full NFL DFS season pass. We got Justice joining us, and that's exciting. Um, and we're going to be doing giveaways throughout the season. So it's a great time to join, um, and we're just looking to crush it. It's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing here is we do have our partnership with Pro Football Focus this year, which is going to be huge. We're already loving it, uh, reaping the benefits. So thank you to them for all their terrific data, and we're sharing some of that with our members. And our analytics man, John Wehausen, is uh, developing something this week to add, which is a tremendous tool. 
Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll save that for our members, but we're going to help everybody, uh, you know, be able to gain an edge. And uh, if you have any questions, DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. If you'd like to go ahead and sign up, go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up for whichever length membership you want, and we'll send you an email and get you into our Discord and uh, welcome you to the family and, and uh, provide you our lineups. We give full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, and then yep. the Coach's Clipboard on DraftKings. And that's what sets us apart is that we give you actual full lineups that you can plug and play. All right, Joe, let's transition to this Washington side. They are the three-point favorites at home. Again, 8-20 kickoff on Thursday. And we got to start with the quarterback situation here with Ryan Fitzpatrick had that unfortunate injury early, and he's out for an extended period of time now. So it's Taylor Heineke under center. And, you know, he looked okay. Uh, it was just a low-volume passing attack here for Washington. You know, low-scoring game in that 20-16 to loss. Um, he, he was 11 for 15, so yeah. not many attempts, not much to go around. Uh, you know, Gibson, Antonio Gibson obviously was featured and he led the team in touches by a mile. Uh, so Heineke, um, you know, he's playable for me on this two game slate. Uh, I, I think he's solid. He's got, he's got enough arm strength. He does have mobility too. He, he, he tucked it under three times and picked up 17 yards on the ground. Um, but here's the – I want to start here with one of my value plays, Joe, at the wide receiver yeah. position on this slate, okay? Go it's Deami it. Brown, all right? Yeah. And this youngster is ready to make a splash, I think. You know, he, in stark contrast to Kyle Rudolph, who looked like he wasn't even really out there, this guy was all over the field, and amazingly, he only had one catch for negative <laughs> uh, two yards, but he was targeted four times. But the, yep. the key play of the game for me – and what is making him a value play is they took a deep shot with him. He was on the right side, uh, go route, went deep, and uh, you know just just didn't connect on it. But it was the same play that the uh, Giants ran. Um, sorry, the that your Broncos ran. KJ Hamler, do you remember that go yeah. route that he took? He flew down the right side, beat the secondary perfect throw in the end zone he dropped the touchdown right yeah. so these are the things that don't show up in the stats you have to watch the games that's one of the Absolutely. things that makes us have an edge is we watch the games we use the eye test and we you know we remember these plays you know even if you read about that play to see it it's stuck in my mind where kj hamler he beats that secondary should have been a long touchdown and i think yeah. diami brown is going to run that same route he did it last week i think he's going to do it again he's dirt cheap on both sites. So he's my GPP play. Uh, and I'm going to build some lineups here with, with Heineke and Brown. I like see it. if we can get a long touchdown. Yeah. I, I, Brown was on the field for 93% of the snaps last game. Um, like you said, you were nervous to say, is, was Kyle Rudolph out there? Brown was definitely out there and you noticed. I mean, and I, I actually, I kind of like Heineke in this one, you know, last, last game, he came in, you know, halfway through the game after Ryan Fitzmagic goes down Consistent with 11 for 16, throws a Logan Thomas touchdown. Um, you know, we remember the playoffs last year. He's over there, Old Dominion, finishing up his mathematics finals, and he gets a call from Riviera. He's like, hey, come on down, star for us against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Throws right. 44 times. I, You know, 26 completions, but he's not afraid to sling the ball. No. Um, and, and I think it's really funny. Chase Young, after the game, you know, the whole locker room's upset that 
that Ryan goes down, but he goes, he goes, we got big Trey this week. Got big Trey. I think he's a leader in the locker room, and I think the guys have his back. Um, and I and I really like I really like um, Heineke in this one. And, and like you said, with Brown, um, and I also like him with Terry McLaurin as well. You know, he's their guy. I think Terry, scary Terry. Um, he, he's kind of QB proof. Um, he he's that good. Got the most targets. He matches up well against the New York Giants secondary. Um, and I and I think he just he's the top rated wide receiver for PFF PFF in this one, um, and I think if you're getting two of those pass catching guys um, for Washington, you know if not a third, if you want to pick them up, I think you're in good shape. But then you know we obviously have to talk about the running game, which we'll get to. Um, but what do you think about Terry McLaurin in this one? Um, and you know a couple of those other wide receivers, we got Humphreys, Sims, but yeah, yeah, I, I do like Terry as well. You know he was. He was a little bit quiet there in the first half. It took a while for him to get his first target even. He yep. did end up with four catches on those four targets and looked fine when he was involved. And like you said, good matchup. They both are going to run some against Darnie Holmes in the slot, who's the weakest uh, corner for um, PFF's ratings here. So, yeah, I agree. I like the matchup. McLaurin, obviously the veteran. Just Will he get enough volume at that price tag? I think it's worth – uh, a play in a, in a significant amount of my lineup. So he'll definitely yeah. be in the mix for me. And those other guys that you mentioned briefly, you know, Humphreys, two catches, Sims, only one catch, one target. Um, Sims only had two snaps. Um, yeah. He was on the, you know, he had two snaps and, you know, but Curtis Samuel, we should have mentioned he's, he's on that injured reserve here, which yep. puts Humphreys and Sims into play. But um, yeah, two receptions for Humphreys and then just two snaps for, um, for Sims, who was a part of um, Heineke in, in the playoff game. Um, he looked pretty good, but yeah, I don't know about this one. Yeah, and, and Humphreys is the kind of guy on DraftKings who I like in, in showdown slates because of PPR, but he's 4,800. That's a little bit high for him. You know, mm -hmm. he's the type of guy, if he's down in the 2K range, then I'll fire him up kind of like Renfro last week. Sure. Um, so. Oh, he's a little little pricey for me. I do like Logan Thomas, though. You know, this is one of my favorite matchups in this game, Joe. If yep. you look at what your Denver tight ends did, they combined to go 10 catches, 85 yards, and a score against the Giants. You know, Logan yep. Thomas is is, you know, he's out there by himself. He's gonna get all those targets. Uh, like you said, he's you know, nice start with the touchdown reception from Heineke. I, I really like Log Logan Thomas this week. Are you with me there? I've same thing written down. Um Mainly because I wanted to write down the, the Denver Broncos tight ends did really well. Um, yeah, yeah. That's another story. When we break that team down, it's not going to be very fun. If you got Albert O with these, oh, you know, delicate yeah. footwork touchdown, you know, getting in the mix and you know stealing touchdowns from Fant, that's not that's not going to be easy that. to evaluate. I've got Fant in all my year long fantasy teams. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You know, but um, I agree with you. I think Logan Thomas has a great matchup against Tay Crowder um, in this one. He has that chemistry with Heineke. Heineke after the game said um, he wants to continue getting the ball more to Terry and Logan Thomas specifically um, and keep that chemistry going. I think it's a great matchup. Like you said, the Denver Broncos just attacked that tight end spot last week, and I don't think anything's going to change. And Logan Thomas is poised to have a great year, um, everything considered. So I love Logan Thomas in this one. Right. Finally, I, in the running back side of Washington, I think yeah. my favorite position on the Washington side is Antonio Gibson. The Washington football O-line, um, comparatively to the Giants defensive line, this this stat comes from PFF. They're at a 49% run advantage. 
Um, and, and with this type of game that I think Washington could go up big, I think Gibson's going to find holes. He looked explosive. Um, he got all of the carries because he got those pass passing there. But I think Gibson's poised to have a really great game. Love the way he looked, and looked there. And I think he, I could put him in my captain spot. I'm, I'm really high on Antonio Gibson. I love the the touches for him. I love his outlook this season. I think he's going to have a tremendous season. I do want to play him in this game, but here's a one little piece of hesitation. If you look at the numbers and if you watch that game, um, you know, the Giants were pretty solid against the run. You know, Gordon had that 70-yard touchdown that he broke in, the, yeah. in the fourth quarter. It was four four and a half minutes left in the game. So, the game was over. It was garbage time, yeah. and you know he broke it and and went to the house. Other than that run, they only allowed three point one seven yards per carry to the running backs. Twenty four carries, seventy six yards. So, you know, I think that contributes a little bit to that forty nine percent advantage and the numbers as a whole. So if sure. you if you take that away, I mean, you know, and and we, yeah. you know you can say that all the time. Um, you know, you have to you do have to include big plays and does, does a team give up long runs or long passes? Um, and that can be a tendency, but for me, just watching the game, I thought their run defense was looking pretty solid. I mean, I, I respect Blake Martinez. He, he's good. Um, I would, I, I would put Antonio Gibson higher than Melvin Gordon and I would put him higher than Javante Williams collectively yeah. um, as well, just as far as skill goes. Those are both Broncos. You sure you want to do that? Yeah, that was a that was a that was a hard take there. <laughs> um, but no, the I think that's can great, be hard sometimes. I think that's a great point. You know, numbers can be really inflated after week one. You know, you don't want to say, "Whoa, forty nine percent run advantage." Just it must play, um, which is kind of funny because I probably just recently said that. Um, <laughs> but I think you make a great point. I mean, I, I do still think Antonio Gibson's going to have a good game. Um, but they stuffed the hole. They stuffed a hole a good amount, and that's when Teddy went to the tight ends for the you know check down plays. So I definitely I definitely agree with you there. Um, I'm still liking Antonio Gibson though. Um, yeah, and, and I think he could have a really good game. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we've covered it pretty well. Um, you know, the defenses are worth a look. I certainly would would lean towards sure. Washington if you want to go there. They are expensive though. Yeah. So yep. uh, tough tough to get there. But like you said early. Daniel Jones is prone to the turnover. Uh, so Washington defense could certainly make a splash here. But you got a, all in you, all, got a fa- you got a favorite kicker? Uh not really, but <laughs> um, you know, it could come into play. Um, yeah. you know, thir- thirty I'm looking at that price range. Uh, I'm gonna keep playing with it on DraftKings. You know, I might I might go down to somebody like Booker or Rudolph over the kickers, but they're in play. I mean, with a low-scoring game, you know, absolutely. And I think that's also what gets you different in some of those lineups. Um, you know, taking a Booker Rudolph or defense kicker you know, gets you different, and um, you never know. I mean, kickers are are they're good floors, not high ceilings, but they're very good floors. And if you're just you need it to get to those upper guys, you know, I'm not I'm not upset with that either. But um, I was kind of joking around with you when I asked if you had a favorite. Uh, yeah. I haven't looked at the kicker rankings kicker rankings yet, so. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. But you know, on FanDuel especially, sometimes the kicker gets completely overlooked because you're only right. picking five players, and sometimes they make a difference. And Carlson, when he hit that 55 yarder to send it to overtime in yep. the Raiders game, he became a real factor. So 
they can Absolutely. they can be game changers, no doubt. And this would be the type of game. It could be a field goal fest. Would not surprise me at all. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, all in all, I'm just fired up to build some lineups here for week two and get after it with you, Joe. So uh, we'll have lineups for members. Uh, again, FanDuel, Yahoo. We'll give out the core on DraftKings for the cash build, the GPP build, and uh, see if we can bring home some winners. You ready for that, Joe? Absolutely. Fired up. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next Wednesday. Joe and I are going to break down all these Thursday night games. And this weekend, Joe might jump on the Main Slate podcast with us, with Josh yeah. and I, but not week three because he's going to be at Chiefs Chargers, right? Yeah. In the AFC West, not with my Broncos, but going to see a really cool game at Arrowhead. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely pumped. I got surprised with the tickets. It's going to be sweet. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. fun to look forward to. But we got a lot of football between now and then. So yeah. thanks again for tuning in. On behalf of Joe Stanton and the rest of the DFS Coach Chuck team, I'm Andrew Hanson. Please do uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel to catch our other NFL podcasts coming out on Saturday for the main slate and the primetime podcast. We'll do a separate podcast for that. So those will post on Saturday. Uh, good luck with your lineups on Thursday. All right, we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.